Thank you for tuning in to Morning Moments with Pastor Bruce Goddard from Faith Baptist Church. We pray that this is a blessing to you. So good to be together today. Thanks for joining us. And what a blessing to be a part of Faith Baptist Church here these 41 years. Um, I guess a couple of months, it'll be um, 41 years. We're, we're so spoiled by his goodness. And I'm just thankful. Thankful. Had a great opportunity to preach in the Philippines recently and, and uh, see some of our folks who are um, around the country and around the world preaching the gospel uh, I just love being a part of God's work, and uh, I trust that you're in a church where you're seeing God move and God working on hearts. We don't want to just sit and hear a lecture and fill our head with empty facts. Uh, we want to see lives change. The, the Christian life is a dynamic thing. It's, a, it's, uh, it's not static. It's not a sit-still thing. It's a cause-motion, cause things to change, change hearts, change souls, change lifestyles, change destinies. And um, the Christian, the, 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 not just being saved, but the Christian life is is just the most exceptional life to live. And there's burdens, of course, because we're in this world. And of course, there's burdens because the devil hates the work of God. But what a pleasure to serve God. I wanted to take a moment or two today and um, talk about not getting our theology from men, but from the Word of God. And I'm not against being taught. Obviously, I'm a preacher and I teach constantly. I'll speak anywhere from five to 15 times a week. Uh, some windows of time, um, I'm speaking 20 times a week. And um, so I'm not against teaching. But let's make sure that, that when the teaching and the Bible reading conflict, that we stick with the Bible. Um, I remember the first Bible college I attended, I, I heard a teacher they came, he came to class and he said, now, young man, he said, when you pray or when you teach, make sure it's biblical. He said, don't, don't pray silly things. He, he said, I've heard people pray, oh, Lord, be with us, and then on and on in the prayer. And then he went on to explain the theological nonsense of that statement. He, he said, the idea is that God is everywhere. God is omnipresent. There's nowhere God isn't. So, there's nowhere God could not be. Therefore, of course, he was with us. So why would we pray this simple prayer, Lord, be with us? You know, sometimes some old-fashioned Christianity beats a fire out of a guy who's got some seminary training. Because I heard that, and, and it sounded impressive. You know, you got a guy who boasts of his Greek and Hebrew training and all that stuff. But I got reading the Bible. And I noticed in 1 Samuel 3.19, it says, Samuel grew and the Lord was with him. How about that? Samuel grew and the Lord was with him and did let none of his words fall to the ground. <clears throat> and then Genesis 39 verse 2, the Lord was with Joseph and he was a prosperous man. So now we got Samuel, the Lord was with him, and Joseph, the Lord was with him. And no, the Lord is not with everybody the same. If somebody would just read their Bible and pay attention they would see that the phrase, the Lord was with them, is not uncommon. Well, we all know stories of a couple, maybe dating couple, husband and wife, sitting at a table somewhere. They're both looking at their phones. And they are in the same locale. They, they are in the same physical area. But they're not together. They're not with each other. It's, they're oblivious. Um, they're not close. 
They're not helping. They're not encouraging. They're not a party to communication. And, and they're, they're far from one another in spirit. See, Psalms 139 says, If I go to hell, thou art with me. Whither shall I go from thy presence? And whither shall I flee from thy spirit? God's everywhere. That's the doctrine of God. But when a person goes to hell, they're separate from God. And there is no question that, that those in heaven are near to God and those in hell are not. And so, uh, again, it's a theological um, silly statement that someone let their theology get ahead of their Bible doctrine. If you skip church on Sunday and you go out to the golf course, certainly God is on the golf course. He is omnipresent. But if you think he's as close to you when you're on the golf course as he is to you in a preaching service, when you go forward in an invitation and kneel, confessing prayer and confessing and um, confessing prayer, confessing in prayer and seeking God's help, to do right. If you think you're as close um, frustrated with that golf ball as you are humbly petitioning the presence of God at an altar during the church invitation, you're just crazy. You've been golfing too much. If someone thinks they can go to a casino and surround themselves with heathen and um, gambling and pretend God is everywhere, I can be as close to God in the casino as I can in church. No, you can't. You just can't. That's a stupid statement. Um, Just like in church, where there's no power in the preaching, no conviction in the message, no lives being changed, no souls being saved, no converts being baptized, no young people being called uh, into the ministry. And to pretend that that church is as intimate with God and as near to God as the church that lifts up the Bible, the Savior, the work of God, and and, uh, young people are going on to Bible college and serving God. Those two churches are different. Is God everywhere? Yes. But he's not the same in those churches. You see, you can be in his presence. Psalm 16 says, In thy presence is fullness of joy. At thy right hand there are pleasures forevermore. Let me urge you to slow down enough to read your Bible. Stop the hurried life. Bow your head and take time to speak with the king. The presence of God in a unique personal and intimate fashion, his presence is available. In this sinful world, we're drawn away from God. We're drawn off in all directions, but but we can be near to God. The great satisfaction and joy of the Christian life is not just being saved. There are many people who get saved never do get close to God, but the joy comes when you're set apart to walk with the King and you're in his presence. Countless martyrs, sat in dungeons so near to God, no citadel of the faith could bring them any more near the presence of Christ. There's an endless string of religious frauds who couldn't find the Spirit of God within miles of them, though they were in in, uh, giant um, cathedrals and preaching to huge crowds of people. They're not even anywhere near the presence of God, yet There is his presence. In his presence is fullness of joy. That intimate, personal, fulfilling presence of God. Hey, let me encourage you. Pray, Lord, be with us. I don't care what a theologian says. I want God's presence. It's not out of line at all to pray that prayer. And it's very wise to create an atmosphere where you and God are drawing near. See, James says, draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you. 
Well, that means if you don't draw near to God, he's not near to you. Back to where I began, be on guard when you hear some guy teach some showy thing, flaunt, flaunting his education or whatever, or when you read some book or listen to some podcast and someone says something that sounds theologically profound, if it goes against the old-fashioned thinking of the Bible, you probably better stick with the old ways. They're a lot safer. Um, and I'm not saying you got to figure out what you're going to listen to and who you're going to listen to and all, but, but uh, when the words spoken by some religious leader violate the most logical and obvious things found in my Bible reading. I'm throwing out the teacher or the preacher or whatever. I determined many, many years ago to choose my Bible over theologians, and I urge you to do the same. 